0: Good morning, listeners. Happy Sunday. Welcome to the Under the Scope podcast where we discuss music. I'm your host, Will Brost. And joining me as always, my good friend, Patrick Anderson. How are you?
1: I'm doing pretty great.
0: Glad to hear it. Glad to hear yeah. it. Yeah. So it's uh, 2023. This isn't our first podcast this year, but it is our first... Um, You know, the last pod we did was kind of wrapping up 2022. Yeah. Right? And so this is kind of our first, like podcast beyond and instead of talking about (laughs) any recent 2023 albums that have come out it's march by the way (laughs) uh instead of doing that um we're doing something that is a little bit different but also a little bit of a throwback to some of our earlier episodes in which we just kind of have a conversation a a vague kind of at-large macro conversation about music um we wanted to talk about music taste today uh mm-hmm. what how why all of that fun stuff that comes into where yeah where yeah where is music taste well what...
1: <laughs> that's what we should start with
0: <laughs> where is it when is if we it? can
1: answer that question then i think that you know all the other ones will be easy
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, the other questions are a little easier um then wh- where is music taste uh But they are pretty hard questions. You know, I'm not even sure I have set solid answers on a lot of these. But, uh, you know, I think this is a pretty fascinating kind of meta-philosophical topic. Uh, Obviously, we uh, talk about our opinions on various albums that we listen to on this podcast. Um, And so why do we have the opinions that we have? Are, Are our opinions good opinions? Do you and I have good music taste? Does anybody have good music taste? Uh, These are kind of some of the things we may be getting into today. Um, Where did you want to start? I guess just what is, what what are we talking about when we talk about music taste? Just to kind of define maybe for the rest of the podcast.
1: It's such a, like, th- this is, like, an entire podcast in itself of just answering that question, I feel
0: Yeah, like. this one I don't even right? have, like, like, a solid this-is-definitely-what-it-is answer, y- you know?
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm not trying to, like, give too uh, knowledgeable of an answer because it's such a, like, it can get into such a weirdly philosophical area, I think. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that, like, if if I have to answer if I had to answer that I'd basically just say like it's what you choose to listen to based off of personal enjoyment um, curiosity or you know like guilty like uh like like immediate sa- satisfaction and stuff like that like what what a guilty pleasure is is like
2: that mm-hmm. and it kind of correlates to in a similar way, like, taste is the word, I think, because
1: it correlates in a similar way to, like, what you eat. And you have, you know, things that you just decide to go to based off of either personal enjoyment, like, curiosity, health, like, indulgence, stuff like that. Um, I think that, like, if you're analyzing music taste in the same way that, like, a foodie person or a chef would analyze food, the similarities are, are pretty similar. You know, like, obviously, like, you know, listening to bad, quote-unquote, music, like, I, I guess whatever you would consider, like, a McDonald's of music, listening mm-hmm. to that all the time is not going to be actually detrimental to your physical health. But it could, you know, possibly cause some... Uh, narrow-mindedness if you're listening to the same thing over and over and over mm, again mm-hmm. i think maybe that's where it starts to differentiate is that since you know food is like actually there's a physical component to it like keeping narrow-minded in any genre of music can like really uh hinder your yeah anyway i'm I'm starting to like go off on tangent but that's that's basically the correlation that i draw between that and like my answer for what i think taste means in that
0: yeah, because like colloquially I guess if, if music taste is sort of synonymous with music preference for a lot of people, it, it seems like. I mean that seems to be kind of the the generally accepted uh yeah. translation for that. But yeah, I actually watched like an old uh Fantano video about this topic. It was a really short video and it was like a decade ago now, but uh he made a similar point on comparing it to food tasting, actually.
1: Um, Yeah, I remember that one, actually, yeah. Yeah,
0: and and his point was, like, uh, the difference in, like, good taste is, uh, it's, like, actually tasting food versus just kind of wolfing down food because you're hungry. Yeah,
1: that's a good way to put it, yeah.
0: Being able to, like, if you're eating a burger or something, and you're able to, like, taste the salt or and, like, the texture, you know, all of that kind of stuff that goes into that, if you're able to sort of do that with music, in his opinion, similarly, being able to discern, like, tempo and pitch and just, like, objective qualities of what you're listening to, that, to him, is good music taste. It's less about what type of music you're listening to and more like how you're listening to it so I was curious kind of if you consider that when you talk about music taste or in your mind or if that's not really how you perceive it
1: that's yeah that that's a good point I think that that's uh the way that he put it is like kind of a little bit better than how I was trying to put it but that's essentially I think what i was trying to get at too Hmm. and this kind of like leads into my point or or to to a thought that i
2: had actually Mm -hmm. um that i wanted to bring up where um i think that that's like an interesting way to break down music taste like being able to analyze and break down
1: like oh this is what i think yeah what like i can recognize tempo or pitch or whatever right Mm -hmm. But
2: I think that there is something different there, too, where, like, I think that that's much more of an intellectual
1: side of music taste. And I think that there's a real part to that. But I was going to ask you what you think about the idea of music taste having, like, this intellectual side to it, but also, like, being rooted uh, halfway in like the emotional side too
0: right things this, this sort of and gets- being
1: able to explain yeah like being able to explain like the feelings that you get and like kind of analyze them and uh, i guess a bit of more of a like a mindful or psychological way or whatever just being able to kind of express what you feel whenever you're listening to, I think that's just as important as the other side of it.
0: Right. Because I I feel like I'm often on this pod a little too interested in the former, the sort of like analytical, like, Oh, I liked this song because uh, it sounds like this. And I like how the song progresses, like musically, you know, things like that, as opposed to this is how this song made me feel, you know, like that's, that, there is, like, a separation there. And I think that latter, the, like, emotional side, is uh, really intertwined with a person's taste. Uh, yeah. If you've exper- had certain experiences in your life, um, that is going to color the type of music you listen to. Uh, and so that, like, I, I don't know. If you grow up in a certain area, maybe you're... Music listening habits change based on that, right? Like if you grew up in the inner city, right, yeah, maybe you're more inclined to listen to hip hop than someone else is, and so I think yeah,
1: that's, that's a good point. There's a community aspect to it too,
0: yeah. right? Right. there is like a sort of, I mean, the, just the intellectual. To go back to that Fantano food point, that you know, similar to the food point you were kind of making, that is almost strictly analytical, but whether or not someone enjoys a certain song is much more than just this analytical quote unquote objective appreciation of it. There is that experience yeah. that goes into it, um, and so that's.
1: I think they're basically like two sides of the same coin. Like because I don't yeah. think that either really can exist. Like a taste, like taste itself. I think as a concept can't really be totally fleshed out without like both things being at least somewhat present. Cause I think that like you're mentioning how you think that you kind of stay more on the intellectual side of things and analytical side of things. When you're like talking and thinking about music, I think that I tend to go more on the emotional side of things.
0: I think you're when right. I,
1: the, yeah. The way that I talk about and think about music, it, usually that's where I divert to, but like there's being able to like express that in a thoughtful way takes the, you have to like dive into the intellectualism and then maybe for your side, like you have to dive into the emotions or else, you know, it's not like, it's not
0: as interesting without the other component being part of it. Right. Right. Exactly. And usually like my favorite songs are both, you know, songs that are able to pull, positives from both that more intellectual side of me i guess and the more emotional side of me when when both sides of that coin are hitting that's usually what results in
1: that's the sweet spot yeah
0: that's the sweet spot and yeah i think you're right i think uh it's not that i'm a robot and you're uh Padrake and banshees right like that's not how this, that's <laughs> yeah. not really how this works yeah right like you're Padrake and i'm colm or whatever that's not really what this is There you go. Yeah. um <laughs> but yeah i think uh to a degree some people are i guess it's a spectrum in a way like it, and it may that spectrum may depend on the song you're listening to as well like is this song more about is the uh, uh what the song is going for is it more trying to appeal to certain emotions? Is it trying to resonate emotionally with the audience or is it, uh, maybe more like a, I guess the other side of that spectrum would be more of like a Ingve Malmsteen type of technical showcase, I guess. <laughs>
1: right.
0: Yeah. You know, it sort of exists on a, on a, uh, spectrum like that. Um, I think, yeah. Uh, one thing I kind of wanted to get to uh, early on, because mm-hmm. I think it sort of informs a lot of the rest of this, is just the idea of, like, what does it mean for somebody to have good or bad music taste? Is that a thing, in your opinion? Uh, in in my opinion? Um, the cops are coming to get you on that <laughs> Whoa, hey, hey I didn't... Hey. <laughs> yeah they, they, the sirens got louder they're like coming for you dude <laughs> you they're like what it's like how dare you that's suggest rate, that
1: that's the rate your music crowd
2: <laughs>
0: oh oh it's that's right it's because uh i i may be implied that yngwie malmsteen's music has very little emotion to it and so that's that's right. that's the real guitar heads uh coming out yeah us.
1: exactly yeah
0: um, <laughs> But yeah, in in my professional opinion, uh, good music taste is just if you like what I like, then you have good music taste and are subsequently a a good person. Uh, So I was wondering if you felt the same.
1: Yeah, that's pretty much why we do this. Yeah, that's right. Just pat, pat on the back, and
0: you know, move on. <laughs> everybody's an idiot except for me. that's right. That's right. I'm like, I'm half joking because I think that's usually what people say. Like, oh, this this guy has good taste. That really, I think. Well, it is. Yeah.
1: It, there, is, yeah. Okay, so that that is a real thing where I have uh, gotten to a point now where <laughs> it's probably something. That, uh, like, there, there is such a negative association with this side of music criticism and anal- analysis and all this mm-hmm. stuff, and people who dictate what good and bad music taste is. But, like, being on the other side of the coin now for so long, where we've been doing this and just talking about it, when I hear somebody talk about music taste, that is similar to me. It's exciting, mm. and I generally feel like, oh, th- this person's a good guy or you're a good person just because of this. And it doesn't make any sense, but I think that there's, (laughs) there's, there is something to that where I think that just making a connection like that is, I don't know. I don't think it has any, basically what I'm trying to say is, I don't think it actually has anything to do with what good or bad music taste is. But I think that um, being able to, like a, like a, we were saying earlier the being able to just describe what it is you like about something in a thoughtful way is what i think is like an interesting taste in music and generally the people people that have similar ish music tastes to like me or you or you know this like i said this rate your music crowd of people Mm -hmm. they've usually given some amount of time to think about that stuff it doesn't always happen um but it it happens a lot and i think that that that's why it's kind of this community at this point
0: yeah i think i try to avoid telling someone or saying that someone has good music taste or bad taste one one it just sounds like it sounds gatekeepy, and I'm not even, like, an authority on that, even if that were to – I'm not even sure good music taste exists. Uh, but if it does, you know, it, it it doesn't matter if you have good music taste. I don't really think people are inherently better people because they have better, quote-unquote, music taste, I guess. Um, yeah. The other thing with that is, like, I, I, again, it just kind of goes back to, like, is good taste about you like what I like? Or is it more about discerning certain qualities and being able to articulate uh, yeah, what I it is? Yeah, I think that's more of what it is. So, in, in that case, then, if, like... I'll compa- I'll use a food analogy on myself for a moment. Uh, because <laughs> uh, I'm a very picky eater. You know this. Uh, mm. I, I enjoy... yeah there are some foods that I really enjoy and I could pretty much describe in pretty decent detail why I enjoy those foods, what it is about the foods that I enjoy I'm not an expert I'm not like a food critic um, but I could go into right. some detail so but at the same time if I'm like not really willing to try new foods it, compared to maybe an average person d- do I have do I have good food taste if... Mm -hmm. I only have like a very small sample of all of the different foods that are out there, but the small sample that I do eat, I'm like, I'm, I'm an expert on it. it. similarly for music. If you only listen to, I don't know. I'll just use country as an example, like modern pop country. Yeah. Something
1: that somebody in the in the crowd of people that actually that talk about what's good music taste, what's bad music taste, wouldn't generally consider a good
2: uh, yeah
0: having somebody
1: that loves country having good
0: music taste. I, I didn't even yeah. think of that when I said that, but yeah, that's a good point too. Like, it's a
1: great ex- yeah. This is a great uh, one to use. It's, yeah,
0: right. Yeah. So if, if someone is only listening to modern pop country, like you said, generally kind of a. F- A flagged on genre if if they only listen to that but they are like genuinely like able to articulate Mm -hmm. like this is what is great about this particular artist and they're able to like prepare this well you know well structured dissertation on why they enjoy this do they have good taste and same question for everything i just said except instead of modern pop country it's uh like progressive metal music yeah right yeah so that's that's where i'm like i am i'm not even sure how to articulate if good taste even exists because these questions started coming to mind as i was thinking about it and i'm just not even sure where i land on them
1: i think it's just a semantics thing honestly
0: Mm -hmm.
2: at this Mm -hmm.
1: point and i think that it's like i think that somebody that can somebody that's super into anything And is able to like explain in either an intellectual or an emotional or both way, like how, like what it is that makes them, you know, really just obsessed with whatever it is, even if it's just one single thing in music or food or like, I don't know, movies or games or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that that's like an admirable quality. And like, it's, it's sure, like they, whatever taste means that I think that that would mean that they'd have good taste. But I think that generally that's not what people are looking for because it's a little bit, it's a little bit specific and it's kind of limited in its range. So it doesn't generally get looked at as what you want to think about when you think about, oh, this person has good taste, but there's nothing, yeah, there's nothing like, Uh, less lesser about that right like somebody that's obsessed with country music that's a great quality to have but you're only gonna have a specific amount of people that are into that
0: right like what we do we try to expose ourselves I think to as you know we like to explore the music realm you know we like to try to uh, discover new genres, new like movements yeah. within mm-hmm. that genre. I don't think either of us thinks that we're like better people because of it. like there's there's nothing wrong with just, hey, I, I really like what's on the top 40 radio, you know what I mean? like there's nothing wrong yeah. with it. And, and that's another reason I kind of don't enjoy labeling people as like, oh you have good taste or bad taste because ultimately, I don't think it matters for what for how I view people. Um, Yeah,
1: well, it also takes away from the whole, like, um, the whole, like, joy of, like, discovering and talking about music, honestly. Right. Because it's like, if you're talking to somebody that you know, you know, like, is it in either they're talking about, like, you know, EDM music that I don't normally like to listen to or, or something, or if they're talking about the latest ambient black metal album or something like that. Yeah right like if i'm talking to, to like somebody that is like says that they're into this like atmosphere of black metal but they're like talking like they're the they're the shit and they're like you know the best person to ever exist and they know more than i do and you know i don't and i'd rather it but the edm person can talk about yeah i like this you know this mm-hmm. like bass drop is really cool and it makes me you know i'd much rather talk to that person yes. about right like there's a there's i think that that side of it the all, all the like you know pretentiousness totally gets in the way of actually being able to talk about being able to talk about music and enjoy it
0: so it doesn't make any sense in the context of talking about this stuff right and you know i I, part of the reason i would rather talk to the the guy with like the better attitude about it i guess is because just the the disclaimer i think i should say before every podcast we do is that like music is subjective and these are our opinions you know we don't Mm -hmm. we don't pretend to be more right about any of this than we are we're just expressing our opinions on what we listen to and that doesn't make us right yeah i I'd certainly try not to like look down on people who look at music or view or like music that I don't like um, yeah. this, this whole thing is subjective um but yeah yeah you know, and, and that's kind of how subjective is it so subjective that our taste like it's not factual it doesn't remain static it like changes over time um
1: right like like my way of. Uh, even processing what I yes. like about music is different than yours mm-hmm. um based off of like any number of factors. Like it could have started like back when I was a kid, what I was exposed to versus what you were exposed to or the way I grew up versus you. Like there's so many things there that are just like you know yes. so many factors that are that are separating what really you know, the music taste boils down to. And also it's like a thing where it's like, when we're talking about music, it's like, it's still just music at the end of the day. Like there's bigger right. things happening <laughs> <in life. laughs> and you have to be like nice enough to people, right? Like you gotta rise, right, like show some respect to people at the end of the day. Cause this is not like, the most important thing in the world. No. Even though it is, it's great and it is important in its own way.
0: Yeah. And, and I think music taste can be indicative on who the person is, but we, we can get into that. I think maybe in a little bit, but
1: that's a, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We can, we can touch on that. That is a good
0: yeah because i don't think it's strictly like this is who you are and this is what your taste is and those are entirely separate i it will get into that but you did bring up um how like your taste has changed over time and like how uh how you were exposed to music leads you down this way and maybe how i was exposed leads to because it is kind of interesting i think to find out like oh why does somebody why are why is this person at this party really into EDM music? You know, Oh, and, and, well, why am I yeah. really into hip hop? And like, you're really into ambient and black metal. You're, you're, yeah, in, exactly. you're really into ambient and you're really into <laughs> harsh noise. You know what I mean? Like That's how, one,
2: yeah.
0: how did that happen? You know, that I think is fascinating to try to figure out how it happened. And, and this is true. I think for everybody, everybody like, like, their experiences have um, impacted their taste in some way. So, like, we could talk about the general or we can talk about, like, our specific, like, depending on how personal you want to get on this pod, like, we could talk about, like, oh, this this happened to me or this is how I grew up and and this is why I think I am the way I am now in a music sense.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, this is a a point that I wanted to get on to, so this is great.
0: Okay, nice. Uh, Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean like, even when I remember when we first like met and we were like talking about music as like, like little kids, basically like teenagers, Yep. Yeah. right? Like you were, you were still a, like a hip hop head at that point. Yeah. Like yeah. as far as like teenage hip hop heads are, mm-hmm. and I was definitely like a new metal, but like also listening to like the fray and Coldplay, uh, love kid so like there's still like those those core things were still there and but we were even when we met we were so we were at so different places
0: <laughs> right it's like we didn't even start in the same spot it, you know like by the yeah. time we met when we were 14 or whatever it, we were already kind of on our way to to what mm-hmm. we listen to now in some ways um yeah but
1: i for, think and but, i think that the way that like if I can, like, get into mm-hmm. the, like, where it's, I guess, where things started out, unless you want to... Yeah, no, go for it. Touch. Yeah. yeah. It, like, I think that, like, the, the way that I kind of... I think that it's also just, like, personality stuff, right? Like, I think I've always yeah. been, like, kind of mm. the person that my first way of processing, like, most things is how it makes me feel, mm. and then... And then the you know, sometimes it's like you know intellectual like oh what, what does this make me like think about or like you know it's like stimulating that little intellectual fuzzy part of your brain or whatever. But I think most stuff it's always been like since I was like a kid that I've just kind of emotionally processed first. Mm. So I think that that's part of it. Like and then also I think that just being exposed to like my dad listening to like pink floyd and yes Mm -hmm. and like bob marley sometimes and then like he listened to a lot of like classical music too when i was growing up okay um i think that that kind of those are all for the most part like pretty like dramatic and you know (laughs) emotionally complex like Except for a yes, is a lot more of that intellectual side, I guess. Too, it's like that prog-rocky stuff. Yes. Anyway, but er, yeah, I think yeah. that, that I think that that was kind of like a like spurred like the imaginative side of music for me, hmm. and that that was, I think, like a, a big uh, moment that I remember is like hearing so- hearing songs like from the Dark Side of the Moon or hearing something, like, classically, I guess, from, like, um, I don't know, like, stri- like, the the Firebird Suite or something like that. Mm. Um, like, that that that's the kind of stuff that, like, it had this, like, imagination spark, I guess, whatever, that, like, kind of clicked. Like, <laughs> I came online for a second. And then, you know, that kind of informs, I think, up until even now, uh, a lot of how I process and, like, analyze music so
0: yeah i think that's i think that's great
1: i don't know if that made any sense but yeah (laughs) no
0: but like even back then you sort of whether you knew it at the time or not you had this like intellectual quote-unquote you know attachment to music as well as this emotional attachment to certain music as well even if like at the time not able to explain why you liked certain artists or didn't like certain artists um but I, I think that's really interesting, and and even though I mentioned early on in the pod that I kind of I feel like maybe I'm more on the intellectual side, mm-hmm. looking at like my history, I think it's m- more emotional than I would have expected. Like when I really in preparation for this yeah. podcast, and I really kind of sat back, I'm like, okay, what's my history with music, and why do I like what I like. <laughs> I think there's more emotionality to it. Um I mean the very first music discussion I can remember was in like daycare. And uh I the only thing I remember Ugh. from that is someone saying like there's two types of music, classic and country music. <laughs> <laughs> And I bought it at the time because, like, what do I know? You know, it's like, oh, okay, that is
2: fantastic.
0: yeah. So I'm like, oh, Queen is classic because that's classic rock. Like, you know, uh, it's like also
1: like a perfect a perfect example of like uh,
0: showing like where we grew up <laughs> yeah. as an as an example of like how our music tastes to like were formed. Yeah, like you and I are are two white dudes growing up in like conservative Christian households. In Southeast yeah, right. Missouri, you know, it, I mean, we are a certain demographic. <laughs> and so, but, and so, you know, the, the music that my parents would show me at the time then maybe not unexpectedly was uh stuff like my dad was really into the Eagles. So that's his favorite band. Uh, but my mom was yeah. more into like kind of the more melodic rock of the, you know, later seventies and eighties stuff like, Queen and Journey and like Ario Speedwagon, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, And so that's like what I listened to a lot. Um, and then around the time got to middle school, honestly, like fifth or sixth grade, um, I was just like, I kind of want to just listen to what all my friends are listening to. And so I started watching MTV um, mm-hmm. and I, and I, at that time, I started watching MTV. This was when Usher, yeah, was like the biggest song in the world, right? Just to kind of oh, put man, into dude.
1: yeah, yeah, time.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and well, and that was uh, one example of just that's when I really started to kind of gravitate toward hip hop. And I was like, okay, why? What about it? What it? What about hip hop do I like? Because we just mentioned earlier that like life experiences may yeah. impact your taste. But we also mentioned that I'm, like, this white kid from Missouri <laughs> uh, yeah. growing up in, right. like, a middle-class yeah. household. So, like, okay, why am I really into hip-hop at that time? Yeah. There may be, whether I knew it or not, maybe some teenage rebellion to the music that my parents listened to, maybe. Maybe I mm-hmm. thought, oh, this is what the... This is what the cool kids are listening to, maybe. Um, So maybe that's why Mm -hmm. I I may have gravitated towards some of that. Um, And this was a period of my life where my favorite, like, musician's period were, like, Mike Jones and Dem Franchise Boys and just a really embarrassing time for my music Mm -hmm. taste, given where I'm at now. Uh, You know, I look back, I'm like, wow, I was really into Mike Jones for a few years there. Um, (laughs) But then watching MTV... Uh, one day, the song uh, Bridging the Gap by Nas came on, uh, and it's like, and it was a music video too, right? It was MTV, and it's like Nas dressed up kind of like a gentleman, and the song is with his dad, who is also dressed up, and there's like this really soulful vibe to it. And that was really the song that that made me realize, I guess, that like, oh, music can be... Intellectual a little bit Like not only is it just like Things you can listen to and enjoy And like dance or whatever But there is like You can read into the lyrics And you can like Try to learn what the song is about You know that was kind of when that really clicked For me And so I tried to find more stuff like that I'm walking around In my own house On my little portable headset Player just walking around Mm -hmm. listening to clean CDs of Nas and Common and Lupe and Kanye at the time, just trying to like, I'm gaining an emotional attachment because this is like the prime teenage years or, you know, middle school years. This is where, where I'm really getting my taste formulated in some ways, but also using that time to intellectually appreciate some of the music I was listening to like really read the lyrics over and over again and kind of you know rap them to myself or whatever um and then just to kind of I know I'm kind of going on but like uh no this
1: is great yeah
0: as as I got into high school then then it's like oh I want more experiences like that I, I I was kind of chasing the dragon a little bit and so yeah I'm like what else is out there that I'm that I've been missing out on kind of like the Nas video. I'm like, Oh, there's gotta be other stuff that like, and so I started reading and watching critics and, you know, say what we will about critics. You and I are technically critics, at least on this podcast. Um, Mm -hmm. but critics have a non-zero impact on the taste that you have probably. And for me, pitchfork fantano dead end hip-hop yeah i would like watch all their videos read all their like best albums of the year lists and all that check some of those out i got into radiohead i got into animal collective i got into neutral milk hotel you know and uh the rest is kind of history you know eventually me searching for music went beyond just publications it has gone to like various internet forums like you mentioned rate your music earlier uh, there's some Reddit forums, there's Metacritic, you know, like, I just kind of, the person I am now is the kind of person who kind of searches everywhere for music. So that's really how my taste has developed over the years. I know that was kind of like a long... No, that was a great
1: way to, that was a great way to break it down. Like, it makes so much sense to like, now, like when you're talking about how you kind of had that aha moment when you were a kid, and then how it kind of informed how you, listen to music even now
0: right yeah like it's it's sort of the the artists that have stuck around are the ones that like it's almost an intertwining of intellectual and emotional for me like i grew an emotional attachment to certain artists because i recognized a sort of intellectual attachment to some of their music um i'll use mf doom as an example too just real quick uh but uh, MF Doom is my favorite musician now. Like that, I, I didn't know it at the time, but like as I've thought about this over the past few years, MF Doom's my guy. Uh, yeah. And at the time, I was like, "Oh, well, this guy's—he's really interesting. He's wearing the mask. Uh, he has all of these like complicated rhymes. The beats are very weird. There's, there's not only am I enjoying this music." surface level but there seems to be some sort of like academic depth to this music and so i'm going to keep listening to it and kind of reading along and, and studying and and listening to it over and over again um but looking back i think it's more that there's like emotional elements to that for me as well like i think i gravitated toward mf doom because even if he didn't explicitly say it in his music he kind of taught me that it was sort of okay to be different. Like it's sort of okay to just kind of own who you are, even if it's totally left field compared to what everybody yeah. else is doing. And that's not something I think I realized at the time, but looking back, I'm like, oh, MF Doom. I I was interested in MF Doom because of who I was at the time. And now because I've listened to MF Doom so much over the years, that has impacted who I am now. Um, so it is this sort of like symbiotic relationship, like who you are and the music yeah. you listen to. So I don't know. That was kind of my last thought on on my personal like experience with all that. But
1: that's awesome. That that's yeah. That makes so much sense too for like how I hear you talk about music too. That's really cool. I think that like for me the critic stuff. Um, <clears throat> it's it's a really important moment. I think like when you were. Telling me about Pitchfork, I think also when when you and like a few other people from like when we were in high school um, would talk about music like with me, that was like a key moment because I I never really had that like in my old like uh, grade school that I was in,
0: which was like a tiny tiny. Like even smaller than your grade school, I think.
2: Mm-hmm. yep.
1: And, and, yeah, so and there was not really much like music discussion outside of like what was going on on the pop radio. but that's actually like when I was in grade school, like how I kind of got whatever pop taste I had, uh, that's kind of how it started. Like I' mm. it, like the the party side of hip hop was I what I ended up gravitating towards mm-hmm. because it was what I saw on the radio. And it was so also um, out of the realm of, like, what was being being told to me was okay to listen to.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yes.
1: That, like, having other people around listening to that stuff, like, and, like, them being okay, and then me, like, just, like, kind of giving into that feeling of, like, that party hip-hop atmosphere in the crunk rap days... Uh, it was just, it, it was, it's, it's, you know, you say what you will about those days, but like, there's just that feeling that, you know, since we grew up with that, that is un, it, it's unreachable in its own way now because there's, you know, so much innocent processing going on.
0: Yeah. Here. I, that is a fantastic point. Um, yeah. Sorry. Is there more you wanted to say on that? Cause I, I have some thoughts well, on yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, so I'll, I'll just, like, just for my journey, because I kind of went on a Oh, yeah, there, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That was, a lot of it was, like, you know, new metal I was listening to, same thing. Like, you can say all that you want about how bad new metal was as a genre, for sure. <laughs> right. But, like, growing up in that time period, it was so, the feeling of it was so out of what I was being told as, like, a kid being raised in a super Catholic household, Um, what was okay to listen to, that it was just exhilarating. Um, So I was like, you
2: know, I feel like I was like carrying all those feelings and stuff Mm. around and being like, ah, but how,
1: like, discovering sites like Pitchfork um, and like being able to talk with other people later on about music and stuff like that was so huge because it kind of showed me like, oh, I'm not the only one right now, like, thinking about this stuff, feeling mm. this way about like feeling this strongly about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and like that, I think that's what like kind of guided me through like the, it, it's kind of interesting too, because I think a lot of like music critics do dive more honestly into the intellectual side of it, mm-hmm. like how you kind of process it. But I think that there are, there is a huge emotional side of it too, but it was kind of like, I think that that's why Radiohead in high school was
2: such a major game changer. And, like, Pink Floyd was a good example of that, too. But Radiohead
1: specifically, just because, like, that was, like, you know, for me, like, uh, barring, like, you know... You, you listening to it and everything like that, like for me like against like, I don't know, my dad's Music Taste or something, that was my band that I had that he didn't yeah. know about. And they scratched that intellectual and emotional itch in just the most perfect way. Um, that they're a group for me that just, that, that just kind of really, and <laughs> to an extent I got
0: to throw Coldplay
1: into there.
0: Um, What is Coldplay but the pop Radiohead? You know. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When I look back, it's
1: like the intellectualism is not
0: there. But the melodrama Mm -hmm. and the the feelings that are associated with that was,
1: you know, so important that uh, it really, yeah, it really informed a lot of how I, but Radiohead is just the perfect landing point for um, how I kind of propelled forward. And then. I think after that, it's like I. I think I was drawn off of, uh, I, like I said, growing up super Catholic raised mm-hmm. and not being uh, <laughs> like Christian at all anymore. Yeah, right. Um, what I think that yeah, <laughs> yeah surprise, <laughs> the black metal fan is not. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> Oh, the, but anyway but like I think that that feeling uh the they're you know I don't want to dive too far into like oh the, the Christian police like are
0: coming after you now yes. you? Yeah. <laughs> here
1: we go <laughs> all right it's my turn <laughs> <laughs> that is the timing of this is nuts incredible
0: yeah we have them <laughs> yeah. on retainer to come at the most opportune yeah. times
1: <laughs> um I don't even know where I was at on that but <laughs>
0: Yeah, they damn yeah, cops oh, cut okay. you off.
1: I don't. I was about to go in on Christians.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Oh, yeah, That's
1: right. <laughs> oh god. No, I think that basically, like, growing up in that in that dramatic of an environment with you know uh, Catholicism being so pre- uh, yeah present in my life um, at pretty much all times. Because my dad was also, like, before they were Catholic, they were he was a pastor, so he has that, like, mm. energy of, you know. Uh, so I think that being growing up in that dramatic of an environment, I'm not saying this is, you know, good or bad thing, but mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. so much, uh, yeah, there's so much melodrama that, that is going on. I think that that uh, feeling really kind of is what, drew me into what I end up listening to now. And, like, the black metal stuff, like, um, it's, like, it's basically the flip side of, you know... Of
0: Coldplay, I guess.
1: Yeah. Should I say, is black metal the basically Christian rock? <laughs> <laughs> but not, like, for Satanists? Yeah. <laughs> That's if you were to play black metal record in reverse it would sound like a lifehouse album
0: <laughs> <laughs> lifehouse amazing yeah. i totally forgot about that <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know i was basically mm-hmm. i'm trying to draw that line that through line to, to
1: there and i think that that the drama is still there the it, you know but it's just in a, in a totally different form now because mm. of like um, just the, but I'm still processing things pretty much in the exact same emotional way. It's just a lot of, uh, personal beliefs about things and like just changes in who I am as a person have totally flipped. Like the way I, uh, the type of music, I guess that I, uh, consume, but that feeling is still really the, the
2: main thing. So, mm-hmm. um, that's basically where, yeah, how I wanted to end up there. But I feel like that was
0: <laughs> no. That's that's but, great. Yeah. I mean, I mean, shit. You and I are trying to like recount thirty years of music taste in the span of a few yeah. minutes. You know what I mean? Like we're we're we're, we're trying our best here uh, to uh, articulate doing, yeah. Yeah. what we've listened to and why we think we've enjoyed it. Uh, but no, I, I really love your thoughts, and I have thoughts on your thoughts if you're if you're ready uh, for some of oh, them. Radiohead. How great is Radiohead? Right? So Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. A moment, yeah. We're we're probably okay, so uh we're probably the only two like what white dudes with the music podcast who are super into Radiohead. That's kind of our yeah. our corner. Um
1: Yeah, like I said, this is our thing.
0: This sure. is our thing. Well, and that's kind of what I wanted to point on is like when you said uh you know, in some ways they're kind of similar to pink floyd in some kind of like the intellectual aspect but at the same time uh in comparison to your family radiohead was like they were your thing you know that they were they were the band you were listening to and i think i may have been similar with like oh well my family's not listening to hip-hop especially the hip-hop i'm listening to this is yeah and similar you were you nailed it when you said like radiohead is this sort of combination of Okay, it's the intellectual artsy, I'm doing air quotes, uh, side of music combined Mm -hmm. with this sort of emotional sadness and anguish and kind of hopelessness Mm -hmm. that a lot of like teenagers can feel. Um, Mm -hmm. And the third thing I want to add to that is like, for me personally, I just felt like I was cool for listening to radio, this super underground Uh, band called Radiohead. (laughs) (laughs) I was like... yeah. Well, because if I'm being real, like, I was not the, uh, the stereotypically cool person in high school, you know, so subconsciously, consciously or subconsciously, I tried to find ways to be cool. Me, on the other hand. Yeah, well, it's amazing we became <laughs> friends, because...
1: <laughs> so very cool. No, yeah, I know, I can't
0: but, but yeah, yeah it's no, like... Th-
1: that's, that's a real point, the, the, the feeling of ownership, and yes. then also a band being kind of challenging, and, like, yeah, like, nobody's really talking about it. it. was such a, like, cool feeling to have. Yes. And, I, I, yeah, and I think that, like, also to, yeah, just to keep using Radiohead, mm-hmm. there was such a, like, uh, they also struck that balance of being accessible yes. and challenging. Yes, And so it was kind of one of those things where you could recommend, um stuff from the bends to somebody or like, you know, like stuff from like in rainbows. But then you also got, okay, computer and kid a, to like do a full, you know, uh, thesis on mm-hmm. you know, teenage, teenager thesis on. And like having that, yeah, having that was so cool. It was like, it really, they gave me, I remember some confidence in like, feeling like, oh, well, i got, I got this, like, this is, yeah, I think that's an important thing to have.
0: So my independence with that. Yeah. Um, and the other thing I wanted to mention too, uh, you mentioned kind of the, the sort of crunk rap, uh, you know, kind of (laughs) the the party side of, uh, hip hop. Uh, and, and that kind of made me think about the role that nostalgia plays into some of this because, yeah, yeah. If I, if you were to, okay, it's like, hey, we'll throw on, uh, you're hosting a party and you want to throw on some like party music or pregame music or whatever. I'm probably yeah. going to like late 90s, early 2000s hip hop, you know, that's kind of like yeah. what I'm going to, and that's probably because that's the you know there was like a nostalgic element to that there's this sort of the best snl cast is the one where i was a teenager you know (laughs) that yeah that sort of where i
1: was enjoying snl yeah. yeah it's
0: like of course you think the bill murray snl is the best you were 18 at the time you know whereas like me it's like the uh Uh, the bill hater snl cast is like the best one of course i think that right i was a teenager when i watched that um exactly so there is some of that with this entire thing and i actually thought about this uh so to this day the only we've done this pod for like a few years uh and the only Mm -hmm. album we've done in that time that i've given a 10 is yeah. t- Titanic Rising by Wise Blood? I fucking love that album. I think it's yeah. about, uh, damn near perfect. But if I'm being totally honest with myself, that album is not as impactful on really anything as much as like ten different albums that I was listening to when I was sixteen. You know, yep. and I, yeah, and I, I and I wonder if I'm ever gonna have an album that hits me the way is this it did back in the day or okay computer or Illmatic, you know, I just, I wonder if that's ever going to happen to me ever again. And that's kind of taste, but it's kind of just a lot of other things too. So I don't know. I don't know if you have similar thoughts on that or or what.
1: I think that, that there's totally, yeah. I think that there's totally something to be said about that, but I think that that's like kind of the, like they, the whole
2: the human side of it Mm -hmm. where you like your childhood is
1: just generally gonna childhood teenage years like probably when we're 20 years older this time period is always going to overshadow like you know hopefully Mm -hmm. like overshadow like the current moment because yeah there's no going back to it you kind of idealize certain situations and stuff i guess maybe but that that like innocence too and the like first yeah. the re- first real things that you're connecting with I, I, like there's no replacement for that.
0: So there isn't. like you're for
1: right. me, yeah, for me it's like I you know, I can listen to and I think that like recently discovering uh, that Brian Eno was like mm. one of the most impactful uh, people that I've ever discovered in music. But that was, you know, I didn't discover him until college. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, if I go back and listen to a, a, a Brian Eno record right now, like, I mean, it's amazing. And I and I feel, uh, there, like, I, I feel totally that same feeling as I always felt, like, when I first discovered him. But if I go back and listen to...
2: Uh, early 2000s hip-hop like if i if i had mm-hmm. a party
1: and i hear yeah come on mm-hmm. like it's like this just like it just does something that like i i know that it's not even like you know the greatest pop song ever written but it's one of those things that like that burst of just uh <laughs> your brain just goes crazy yeah um, it's like a rush or if i yeah, or if I, like, using the Brian Eno comparison, saying, if I go back and listen to, like, you know, my first Coldplay record um, as, like, you know, some kid, little, just, like, kind of sad, mopey kid
2: in, like, fifth grade. <laughs>
1: yeah. Right? Like, there's, uh-huh. there's something there that's, like, that the feelings that are associated with that can't really overtake even, you know brianina's like impact when i was in college and more recently like the impact that black metal has had on me
2: mm. right now mm-hmm.
1: you know it's it, it's just weird there's like so it and it's like it's also like funny too because it's like yeah no it's not like nearly as cool quote unquote to talk about how great of an album parachutes is Versus how yeah, awesome, uh-huh. you know, the the new Blue Austin Nord record is, or something like that, right? <laughs> yeah, or, or chat pile, or something <laughs> like that. Like, it's not nearly as like, yeah, but there is there is something there that's like, it really does inform still the way that I listen to it, even if it's not if it's even if it's way more melodramatic and cheesy.
0: Yeah, so. and and that's that's. Awesome. And uh kind of on that, you know, we did we reviewed the most recent Papa Roach album last year um <laughs> which you and I did not like. But the one thing we did say no. on that was um if this came out when we were uh-huh. 14 we yep. would probably love this fucking album. You know, so it yeah. there is that <laughs> yeah. to it because we'd probably like be going to yeah, that. Yeah, I liked Papa Roach
1: when I was 14. Right. Yeah. yeah,
0: you liked Papa Roach when you were 14 and like the messaging on that is probably what you wanted to hear when you were 14. Um yeah. and so all of that kind of fits into this too. And you mentioned the human element. I think this is kind of where I want to transition into like um Judging a book by its cover equivalent of can you or do you like judge people based on music taste, not in like a this person has good music taste, this person has bad music taste, but in a way of, oh, this is my friend. He's really into this artist. Do you immediately start assuming other things about this person based on their taste or based on what you've been told their taste is? You know nothing about them.
1: I would like to say that I don't, right? <laughs> but I absolutely
0: do. That's like, the correct it answer. All the time. That's the correct answer, and you know. And I looked at it, and I'm like, okay. I googled, "Am I an asshole?" Right? Basically, I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, there are studies. I haven't totally dug into them, but there, oh, okay. there are studies that suggest a correlation between what your music taste is and what your personality traits are. And it kind of makes sense. if it, When ahead. you start thinking of specific examples, it can make sense. For example, if someone – let's just make up a person who doesn't exist, right? Someone who – Right. Uh, a John Doe of sorts. It, right, yeah. Uh, John Doe, quote-unquote <laughs> – is a it, Jake Sully. Of- yeah, jeez, I'm I'm watching that later this afternoon. I I may have to do an addendum to this pod just to review Avatar two, Avatar two yeah. as I've been calling it. Um, if so, if someone if this hypothetical person who definitely doesn't exist, let's say they're a huge mm-hmm. fan of I don't know Billy Woods. Let's just say
2: that. <laughs>
0: okay. Let's yeah. say you meet someone who kind of looks like me at a party you know nothing about mm-hmm. this person who looks like me, but you do know who Billy Woods is, and you know that they're a pretty huge fan of Billy Woods, you could you could reasonably guess, like, at least their political beliefs, which is a pretty big indicator on yeah. who that person is, you know? It, it, it's, it, it would be weird if someone That's was... That's a
1: good a, point, yeah.
0: Yeah, like, it would be weird if they were a huge fan of Billy Woods, but they're also, like, really excited to vote for DeSantis. You know what I mean? Like, that...
1: I guess that that's, that's actually like a really good point
2: Mm -hmm. because that actually reaches into the whole thing of like, uh, like you can
1: judge, uh, to to an extent, like a book by its cover, um, in that mm -hmm. way, but only if you know something about like Uh. what that what what that like artist already is right like if somebody's mm-hmm. telling me that they're i don't know super into i'm trying to think of like a country artist that i don't really know that much about but i would probably be like what the hell like just the morgan a, wallen non-scripts.
0: maybe what's that morgan wallen maybe whatever that dude oh. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, that one's a little bit more, I guess, because I do know like at oh, least really? one or two things oh, okay. about I... what he's done. Oh, that,
0: yeah, <laughs> that that's, that's what I'm saying. I only shit, know that. Yeah. I only know that. I know nothing about the music, but yeah,
1: yeah. But like, if it's if it's like uh, just some kind of like I don't know, just like a Nashville artist that I, I haven't really heard because I don't. I haven't really got into country music ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like. In, even even regardless of like if they're describing their sound i i know like personally i've already made like a slight judgment Mm -hmm. but it's it's more about the fact that like i don't really know that much so Mm -hmm. i'm kind of like using that judgment as like probably i don't know there's probably some social anxiety there to some extent too Mm -hmm. Um, but i can't you can't really make assumptions i think about the person like you can but you should be a lot more careful about how you express those, like, yeah. judgments that you've made.
0: That's a good way because to Because you don't
1: it. really know, like, maybe this Nashville artist is really anti-war and, like, you know, right. super, I don't know, like, yeah, like, all for, like, universal basic income or something like that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's like wait are you for yeah.
0: that no I'm just yeah. <laughs> let's just change the pod <laughs> yeah let's uh, let's get into
1: let's get into like the opposite of what we see on pod <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah there you go uh i think i think you're on something though with like some of the social anxiety but also uh not to get too deep into the weeds of things i don't know about i'm not gonna be one of these i'm just asking questions podcast guys um, there might be some sort of like survival instinct evolution there of right, of yeah. like judging the, the yeah, reason we, we, we
1: should just go into that like.
0: yeah yeah right like yeah, yeah yeah like just pure like I don't know Total
1: Aaron Rodgers style
0: like. <laughs> yeah. Aaron Rodgers his music taste by the way if he's doing darkness retreats I'm gonna guess uh, I'm gonna guess Flying Lotus that's gonna be my guess uh, for him
1: that yeah that's a good point
0: yeah <laughs> um. So, yeah, I think there is, like, a survival instinct sort of, uh, like, maybe not survival instinct, literally, but this sort of, like, oh, I know this about this person. Subconsciously, you're, like, drawing in other inferences about this person, you know, just kind of, like, biological. there's probably a biological reason why humans do yeah. that. But, you know, I obviously can't I mean, explain sure it. I don't even know if it's true.
1: Yeah, I'm sure that there is something that traces back to, like, you know, I, like, there's probably something that traces back to, like, you know, not knowing if the other person that you're with or the other person that you're looking at a stranger is going to, like, hurt you or something
2: like right, that. Right, yeah.
1: you know, it's there. The, – I'm sure that there might be something there, but uh, – yeah like that even if it is that kind of stuff basically it's like um
2: that's why i think that those judgments come up Mm -hmm. about like who
1: this person is and it's also because like you know it's something that i think i pride myself on is is knowing about music and being able to talk Mm -hmm. about it right Mm -hmm. so that's probably part of it too but um Yeah, I think it mostly just comes down to, like, the, yeah, the, now we don't live in a, in a, usually, in a social system that, like, you know, that you don't know if this person's gonna, like, you know, (laughs) like... (laughs) kill you and take all of your stuff
2: <laughs> right
0: humanity has evolved to beyond a point of like needing to make quick ju- quick judgments on other animals to like right yeah we've evolved but we still kind of have that in us a little bit but uh but at the yeah. same time just because we have these judgments doesn't mean we you know we naturally kind of judge that's just human nature but we don't yeah, right we, we probably shouldn't just always blindly accept whatever our first judgment tells us because uh to get back to like a political example there's that famous tweet of someone tweeting at tom morello saying like oh i used to be a big fan of rage against the machine until their music got political i'm like well wait a minute yeah (laughs) so so, so what happened here
1: they're yeah right (laughs)
0: uh yeah and i think the reply to that was like oh what machine were you raging against? did you think they were raging against the the laundry machine or whatever yeah laundry right, machine exactly. that's what people call those yeah. things jesus christ will um <laughs> the other thing i wanted to kind of get in with this subtopic uh mm-hmm. so both of us watched tar recently um mm. and i i don't want to spoil tar i'm not going to but because of that movie i've been thinking a lot about art versus artist and i'm not this is not what the rest of the podcast is going to be about um but part of my opinion in that sort of debate is like an artist cannot fully be separated from their art because that art was created Mm -hmm. partially because of the artist's like personality and experiences and perspective like the artist is intrinsically tied to their art in like a non-zero way So similarly, and that's it for Art versus Artist, we're good on that for now, maybe a future pod. (laughs) But similarly, I think fans' relationship with the music they consume is non-zero as well. It all goes back to what we've been talking about this entire Uh, pod, with like our experiences, our perspectives, our personality is non-zero, but not 100% either, tied to... The music we listen to so that there i could understand why yeah. studies would suggest that there is like a correlation there between your personality and like the music you listen to i don't think it's an accident that i'm listening to billy woods as opposed to like luke Bryan, you know <laughs> yeah, yeah right when when all the like
1: environmental uh, circumstances would have honestly had us both probably listening to Luke Bryan. Right. Like based off where we grew up and the, that and the demographics we were around, that's, that's actually a really good point. Yeah.
0: yeah. And that's a, and I, not to like, we're more interesting than this straw man we're making up, but that is, you know, if, if someone uh, met you and the first thing they heard was like, Oh, well Patrick grew up in Missouri uh, to like a mm-hmm. pretty religious family, uh, middle-class You probably wouldn't guess that you are super into, um, uh, (laughs) which I'm just making up your taste at this point. (laughs) I'm not even using like a real example. (laughs) I'm not even using a real example. (laughs) They probably wouldn't (laughs) guess that you're super into mersbau. to use like an actual example.
2: There
0: we go. They probably wouldn't guess that. They may not even know who mersbau is. Um... (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so it kind of goes back to this whole, like, there's some correlation there. Be careful. You're going to naturally judge, but be careful. Be wary of your own judgment. Um, And kind of, honestly, the last thing I have in my notes about any of this um, goes back to that Fantano video that I I referenced. Um, And in his opinion at the time, this was in 2012, I believe, He said on this topic, do not assume the content of one's character via musical taste. And, uh, you know, I wonder if he I, I wonder how much he still believes that not like Fantano specifically, but I think like our society our like culture now has gotten more yeah. willing to like judge people based on the opinions they hold and the music they listen to. Like, I think we're getting more judgmental and whether that's good or bad is maybe for a different podcast. But anyway,
1: yeah, it can get kind of hairy. I think that ultimately it's a good sentiment just because it's like, yeah, uh, actively judging somebody based off of
2: mm-hmm.
1: typically minor things like what, their music taste is unless they're like outwardly supporting bands that are like outwardly racist or homophobic or like, they became
0: you know, a smiths fan in part because of what they know about morrissey now.
1: Yeah. Right. They have recently became like a morrissey fan.
0: Right, right. They're
1: like, "Oh, okay, I get the I, I get the high- like the smiths when I first heard them. They were too moody and boomy,
0: but now They were too they were too political when I first heard them." Yeah, right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, see that, that, then it's like, "All right, well, I
0: think
2: yeah.
1: I know what's going on here." <laughs> yeah. But yeah i think in general that doesn't really happen that often so the, the message
0: is good but yeah that yes. is true the climate has changed so much in uh in terms of
2: like yeah we're kind of starting to i think in a way revert a little bit further back into the
1: like judgment as a form of protection mm. because we don't know like there's so many things with social media it's like you know
0: yeah no, it, it, yeah. it it all goes back to like you're going to have judgments of people. It's like a natural thing, but don't just like you, don't try not to use your judgment on somebody. Uh, you know watch how your behavior to that person is based on things yeah. you don't know, but you just think about that person. Um, yeah so I don't and know. nobody's
1: nobody's perfect at it either like I do it all like
0: oh all every the time day, I do so. it every single day yeah I do it yeah. all the time yep <laughs> yeah. um, so it's that's the
1: message to keep in the back of your head mostly
0: is there uh is there anything else you wanted to uh touch on with this
1: yeah I mean I feel like we could keep going on this but I think that that was like a pretty good wrap-up yeah I mostly just yeah but I think that like my overall thoughts on this Mm -hmm. to summarize like an hour and a half of, of talking on this. Yeah. Um, for me, I think it's, it's really important to like, I think that music is such an important aspect of life. Um, for me personally, and it seems to be that way for a lot of people, like Mm -hmm. a very good percentage of people, I think. Um, so like I would always encourage people to, think about that a little bit more seriously if you want to and just like kind of like go out and like discover like one or two bands here and there that you think are great because it makes for such a like mo- most of this talk about music taste and what it means to be able to talk about stuff i think is uh, mostly great because it's such an enriching thing to have in conversation with somebody which is kind of the entire reason why we do this podcast
0: yeah right right to get yeah. back to the meta of it, it's like... Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. So I'm hoping to give people similar experiences uh, that I had when I first discovered MF Doom, right? That's kind of like yeah, the best exactly. thing that could happen ever with this podcast is that. I, I, I yeah. There is one person that I met and I introduced uh, Isaiah Rashad to this person and then that... Isaiah Rashad then became that person's favorite rapper and that honestly I'm like that's awesome that's just like the best case scenario for what we do um yeah so that that's, that
1: feeling that feeling is is pretty awesome like it's, to be it's able great. to have that. yeah
0: and and you know that probably had some sort of like impact not to like overstate my role in any of that but like I don't know it, it, it kind of goes back to like just what you listen to might define you more than you think but uh, like your your taste is uh, non zero, but not a hundred percent linked to your experiences and your personality. But um, also, it's fascinating how we got our tastes in the first place. So, um, yeah, this, yeah, this has been, I think, really great. Um, to that, where yeah. our tastes have landed uh, in a. This is me trying to do a segue here. Our, oh, our, nice. Yeah. Given, given how our tastes have kind of evolved, uh, you know. As I mentioned earlier, you and I like to kind of listen to a lot of stuff. You know, we are actively listening to new stuff all the time or revisiting old stuff and just kind of seeing how we feel about it now. So something we may just kind of start doing on this podcast here, uh, just if we have time at the end of an episode, just kind of briefly share with you guys maybe what we've been listening to, uh, whether we want to recommend it or share, like, any sort of thoughts on it. Um, obviously, we can't cover everything we've been listening to, but... Um, but, you know, maybe just kind of throw out a couple and, and, you know, see see what we're feeling about some of what we've been listening to since the last time we did a podcast. So uh, anyway, uh, what yeah. have you been listening to lately, Patrick? Uh,
1: well, outside of like 2023 lessons, mm-hmm. um, I've been trying to make this a, a year of getting more into – Jazz nice, nice uh, specifically like more into other stuff. but like to you know talk about the intellectual versus emotional side of taste mm-hmm. jazz uh, is certainly really emotional in a lot of ways, but I think it leans a, about as heavy of a percentage in on the intellectual side as any genre
0: could. <laughs> Yeah, it, it kind of goes back to the judgment thing, where if I learn that someone's favorite genre is jazz, I sort of just kind of start assuming that they're smart, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but that, for me, that means, like, that, you know, it's actually been a genre that I've, especially the more heady side of it, it's been hard for me to get into, um, just because it's, like, there's sometimes, like, especially, like, early on, it's not... Uh, it's, it's not as emotionally, like, motivating. There's this intellectual mountain to climb. So anyway, it's been a pretty rewarding experience so far. I've been listening to, like, a lot of early, early jazz from, like, the like early days of, like, the 30s and 40s. Um, <laughs> and that's been kind of fun because it's, like, I've been reading a book that gives context on it, too. Um, so, like, this artist King Oliver is great. This is, like, all, like, club party um, music from like the '40s, um, Tiny Grimes. He's like an oh old my jazz, uh, yeah, like a yeah. guy named T- Tiny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Um, <laughs> uh, another artist, Fats Waller.
0: Fats Waller, <laughs> I've Simons. actually heard of. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he's a legend, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Nina Simone, also from you know a little bit more modern, mm-hmm. um, and Art Blakey and the Jazz Messengers. I've been listening to. Yeah, so jazz-wise, that's, that's what I've been into, and then
2: um, just listening to more black metal and ambient and, you know, stuff like that, so... Yeah,
0: no, that's that's, yeah. that's great. Um, uh, I've been listening to jazz as well, and by that I mean Sade. <laughs> um, yes, nice. So, I mean, I've been listening to a lot of non-2023 albums as well, and... Um, mm-hmm. And the one that has kind of maybe stuck with me the most, at least among my new discoveries, is like Love Deluxe by Sade. Um, I, I kind of, you know, I love, uh, maybe more recently I've noticed I really like these sort of genre blending albums. Uh, Young Fathers, their new record is another example of that. Yeah. Um, but this one, uh, Love Deluxe is like, it's R&B and soul, but it has like a smooth jazz adult contemporary to it. Uh, pop, uh that is kind of like the peak of that genre. But since this is 1992 and not like early Sade, it also has some trip hop in it, which you already know how I feel about trip hop. Um, oh, yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: I just think like Sade is great. The singer and the band, I just think they're fantastic. They make some of the like cleanest, smoothest music there is. Um, and, and I wanted to mention it on this pod specifically because talking about like getting into taste and like recommending this is some of the most recommendable music there is to me um this is something i could recommend to pretty much anybody it's like stevie wonder who i've also been listening to recently it's like how could you not yeah. like stevie wonder <laughs> um i feel similarly about Shadé. like how could you not like sade uh, i mean i could understand not loving sade but i also can't understand necessarily hating Shadé's music either um right but I also wanted to talk about that album because there's a song on that album called Kiss of Life, which is sampled in the song Doomsday um, by MF Doom. Yeah. And so last year you did this sort of like projects, sort of, I would call it maybe, of just kind of digging into these discographies of a couple artists.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and I, I kind of want to do that to an extent this year with, uh, MF doom. I, you know, like I mentioned earlier, he's, he's my favorite musician. Yeah. And since I know we're not getting any new music from MF doom, at least stuff that is, you know, newly recorded. Um, right. I kind of want to just take this time to like revisit a, a lot of his essential records throughout the year and just kind of remind myself of the, the person I was kind of getting back, you know, to that discussion, just, brings me back to the person i was when i was first getting into mf doom and like do i still have that same relationship to his music and uh yeah at least on operation doomsday this this solo album that i revisited recently um his debut solo album i meant to say uh it's just it just brought me back you know it just that nostalgia element it just it brought me back to being a teenager discovering music reminding me of my memories that i had with this album like playing video games but having this soundtrack it um yeah and this was like a great example of like nothing else i was listening to then or even now really sounds like this album uh this this vibe this style it it's unique not only to hip-hop in general but just to mf doom's own discography like it's a pretty unique entry there's just not a a hip-hop song that gives me the same feeling that like red and gold or, or dead bent give me and um just like on an analytical front i guess uh i was amazed with how fully formed mf doom was from the very beginning in terms of like lyrics his his beats hit the entire like super villain concept character like even yeah. on his solo debut album it was like all there in full force um so i've been listening to a lot but those are kind of the two older records that have been coming back to me and then uh, 2023, I mean, we'll get into some of our favorite 2023 records coming up, maybe on the next podcast. The first quarter is about to wrap up faster than we know it, but um, you and I have both been into this Young Fathers album to an extent.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I'm not sure how you feel about it now, but I, I we both loved it early in the year. I'm still loving it. Love, once again, kind of like the Sade, this genre blend of like pop, hip-hop, soul, Uh, there's some like West African music Mm -hmm. on here, very spiritual music. Um, it's sort of formless, which helps with this genre bending. And one other thing I wanted to mention, uh, with this album in particular, because it sort of touches on our topic about literally judging a book by its cover. Um, the album cover (laughs) is fucking incredible. And as much as we kind of joke about that, there is like a, an element of like, oh, we're teenagers in a record store and it, we and i saw like the mary um, post pavilion animal collective cover i'm like oh that's yeah. cool like i kind of want to listen to that album now and so that's a, a non-zero element that factors into taste a little bit as well um so anyway that's kind of my thoughts on what i've been listening to lately but uh i could go that's on a, i've been, I've was been digging a, into it yeah that was
1: a great way to to break down um <laughs> a lot of different things there i think that mf doom thing is a great idea And, like, I also was going to say, like, I think that now as we've been revisiting, like, a lot of (laughs) album stuff over the past, like, couple years, Mm -hmm. I think, like, this is a great example of, like, when we're talking about the nostalgia aspect of music taste and how it informs things and everything. Mm -hmm. I think that this is, like, one of the, like, most amazing parts of just being able to, like... just mindfully sit down and think about and analyze and process music like is because like going back to formative artists like that and like re-listening to them in a whole new context Mm -hmm. is like it's like one of the most rewarding things that you can do i agree and yeah and i think that that's like part of the the beauty of being able to like also branch out from that because like if you're listening to the same thing over and over and over again all the time like I I don't think that there's necessarily anything wrong with that but I think Mm -hmm. that it's like you're limiting yourself to a, a, a larger like context on the piece of art that you're like paying attention to right then and there and so, like now, like for me, like even going back and listening to, uh, I mentioned Coldplay a couple times, <laughs> more times than I, more times than I thought I was going to. but <laughs> Still, am. even going back and listening to something that's like, you know, kind of, like half embarrassing and half based uh, <laughs> as Coldplay, <laughs> it's going back and listening to it in this context now of what I choose to listen to generally is honestly a lot more rewarding even Mm -hmm. like finding the negatives and stuff um so yeah anyway i'm super like supportive of the idea of going back and listening to them because i think it's it's just awesome
0: no that's i think that's awesome like well made points there and um i totally agree with like your assessment uh one of the things that i like about what we do is that I do listen to some of the older records, but only with with a a different eye now than I did when I first discovered those records. And, like, some of those times, I got something completely different out of those records than I did when I first heard it back in the day. Yeah. Um, And that's, like... that's such
1: a good feeling.
0: Right. It is. It's a great feeling. And also, I should take our own advice on that, but with food. You know, I should just... I should branch out more (laughs) with food. That's
1: the thing, though, too. Like, there's, like... You know, there's always other things too. And like, it's the music is, you can dive forever in on that, but you can dive forever in on, you know, I don't know, carpentry or something yep. like, you know, and, and it's I'm, like, but yeah, like, yeah.
0: Yeah. And I, I'm glad I branched out because like another record I've been listening to, I wouldn't say I've been listening to it. I checked out the new screaming females album uh, and they're, they're yeah. a very talented rock band. I love the vocalist, especially uh, Marissa P- uh Noster, I believe is her name. She's fantastic. But anyway, because I've branched out so much, I think I like that record l- less than I would have back in the day, because like, by my new ear, it just kind of sounds like standard rock music. But if I had discovered yeah, that, that back happens, in the day, yeah. then I'd probably like it more, because my my taste wasn't as expansive as it is now, um, but yeah, dude. The, yeah, what that, I- that definitely happens. Treading on new
1: territory is always uh, it, it's such a rewarding experience. That sometimes it doesn't even matter the quality of the album you're listening to. Mm-hmm. Finding something that's just fresh and new to your ears is like such a good thing. That you know. I think yeah, it just evolves over time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think I've become more like conscious of that. Like, oh, I like this because it doesn't sound like anything I've heard before, or it sounds very different. Like, I can see the influences yeah. that went into this, but it's a unique spin on it. You know, I've gravitated more yeah. toward albums that make me feel that way as the years have gone on. But uh, I thought this was a great, great 84 minutes here. I'm glad you waited until minute 81 to drop a quick listening to Coldplay is actually kind of based take, which I'm not even saying you're wrong. I'm just saying that was a, that was kind I of like a, that. I, I said it
1: about myself too. <laughs> like that's the, that's the insecurity of it.
0: Like, looking back, down. I was actually pretty based when I listened to Period. Yeah. Looking back at it. I'm just, <laughs> I was actually cool <laughs> as fuck the whole time. I didn't even realize that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh look at
1: me who would have
0: thought <laughs> there you go well uh cool guy patrick thank you for joining me on, yeah, on this absolutely. music taste pod uh we'll come back to you guys soon whether that's with a q1 recap or, or some other idea we have brewing in our minds but uh i thought this was a great discussion um and i hope you learned something about us about our personalities and our our experiences mm-hmm. um so there you have it thank you for joining me patrick until next time peace